and the firemen, you'll douse fierce flames only to find more racing towards you from behind. As they say, out of the frying pan and into the fire. Tonight, on the Commune Podcast. I recorded what everyone's favorite kitchen utensil was. <laughs> you didn't record any of all games we've been playing. Uh, no, I didn't get any of that. God damn it! <laughs> uh, would we be would be up be up for going to do that again? Well, I won't. I'm not opposed. Okay. Um. Hello and welcome to the Commune Podcast. Uh, <clears throat> I am actually recording this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Adrian, are you doing any better than you were doing five minutes ago? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> stupid speech class. Uh, Ask me next week and then I'll be better. Will, will speech class be over next week? No, just my... Bullshit presentation. Uh. Fox, uh, how are you doing? A little worse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't blame you there. And, uh, <laughs> Sanryu, have you caught any sleep since we've last spoken? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Fox, what have you been playing lately? I've been playing Wasteland 2. Now in stores. Wait, is it in, like, uh, IRL stores or just, like, downloadable? I, I, I think it's just downloadable for now. Okay. And I don't know how to recreate the discussion we had where you said, like, uh, there was lots of new things and that even though it seemed on the surface like it was stereotypical, it was still pulling off interesting things with the characters. Yeah. It's kind of an so, awkward conversation to recreate. Yeah. But let's not try that. <laughs> I'll just say that having played what little I have of the original Wastelands, it's good at kind of recreating what goodness that had and uh, building on it. It's more RPG-like now than like a Wizardry clone. It's got cho- more choices uh, that that are impactful, and everything's more polished on the whole. Okay, so is that to say you have more character customization? Yeah, I, I think so. Not to say that the original didn't, but it's the same and then expanded on. Or or more ways to use the old uh, character builds. Okay. So it's a more, uh, more effective design. Right. Okay. Zanrio, what have you been playing lately? Well, I recently got the Plessum in Sanglantar 2. That was that Ace Attorney style game where you don't play as the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you are you trying to place the murderer in Ace Attorney? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't think of it that way, but it sure would explain a lot. <laughs> Were there any particularly memorable trophies? Well, uh, I found doing the trophy tour and pinning in 
every character support card, which is kind of like um, getting all the info on all the characters. Okay, so really digging deep and uh, getting to know everyone. Yes, yeah, so you can talk to people and give them gifts, and if you talk to them enough, they'll tell you more stuff about themselves, their backstory, and stuff, and this will get written down in uh, their profile. I guess one trophy call. Every character is, yeah, you've got all the info about. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And for some weird re- and also for some weird reason, they give you their underwear. I'm not gonna yeah. ask. I'm serious. <laughs> Wait, that's a little Please take my socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's also a bit weird, but. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Adrian, what have you been playing lately? I canceled my Gamefly subscription for real this time, but the last game that I played for it was Pokemon Dash. Uh, I don't remember that at all. What's that? Uh, it's just. Kind of weird little racing game on the DS where you use the touch screen to move your Pokemon, to move Pikachu around and race through the course. One of the things is that, uh, it's not dependent on how fast you can flick the touch screen. So there's a max speed that you can hit. It's also in a little overhead view. So the real trick is actually, or I mean, sorry, the real challenge is steering, like in any racing game, but also it uses the two screens because one of the things you do is you ride on a Lapras and travel across water, or you go into a hot air balloon above the air where you're on top of the map, but then they obscure the the little flags you kind of have to go through. Yeah, it was different. I didn't play all the courses because the subscription ended and I had to send the game back before we would get a fine. So there we go. I completed two of the, what are you, what are the calls? The Grand Prix or... Yeah, Whatever. a Grand Prix or circuit or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I completed yeah. two circuits, and that was about it. I think there's about five of them. So yeah. Okay. Would you recommend it? Try it out. I mean, rent it like I did. I'm not sure if you should go and buy it. Yeah. It, it is a pretty small game. I mean, even for a DS or a racing game. Yeah, I kind of agree. I played it as a kid, and... But looking back at it now, I didn't think it was all that good. Uh but the, the real fun part was when you uh, put the GBA Pokemon game into the bottom of the DS and then could get stages based on the Pokemon you had. Oh, whoa. On like that game. Entirely new courses? Yeah. So, so do I. The course will build like this bright of that Pokemon. And you can oh. choose between the Pokemon you had on your, your team, I think. So, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. So I'm cool. How's that for DLC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did a lot of interesting stuff. Hey, going that's like DS, GBA, connectivity. Alright, glad to hear. Up first, we don't talk much about firefighting games. Where would we put firemen in the grand scheme of things? From the Genre Desk, the Commune's Adrian brings us an investigation of gameplay. Fox, what genre would you put Firepin under? Oh. Was that, was that an Adrian grunt there? 
Yeah, that's me, alright. Ah, uh, see, it's a tough question. Yeah, I don't. That's really why it's like, worth looking into. I don't really like genre as a whole because I think they're really wobbly. Anything I can't really put into one category, I just throw into action adventure. <laughs> so is that what you would put it under, action adventure? Yeah. My first inclination is like puzzle, but I don't really feel like there's too much problem solving. Just putting out fire which is a problem, but they aren't organized in a way I would generally think of puzzles. So just action-adventure is what I'd say. Right. And Zanrio, would you agree with that? Or actually, no. Yeah, you... yeah I don't really have anything special to say. So, yeah, I'll just go with that. Action-adventure. All right. And Greg, what about you? Well, it's an overhead view, and you shoot water. So, first thing that comes to mind for me is an overhead shooter. And uh, it's not too different from how, like, Rambo or Commando controls on an old-school console where they didn't have those uh, rotary joysticks, where you just shoot whatever direction you move. So it's easy for me to understand as one of those style of games. Fox, Zanrio, what do you think about that? I think it makes sense. I kind of want to ROM hack it and replace the fire sprites with people. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, you're sick, man. <laughs> you pull them. Just pump them with water until they explode. And then, so you, would you do the same for the title screen so that it is called the People Men? <laughs> <laughs> Those damn people. We got to put them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Greg, you kind of already. <laughs> They replace the people with fire. <laughs> yeah, you could do that in like Commando, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of actually jumped into the second question here, Fox. What other games would you probably relate to Firemen? That top-down shooter comparison is pretty good for this for comparing uh, to, to other games. So Rambo and Zombies Ate My this... Neighbor comes to mind because that has a squirt gun, <laughs> which is kind of like a hose. <laughs> Oh, wow, yeah. It's I also forgot about that game. Zombies Ate Your Neighbor also has the stage structure that's more open-ended, whereas Commando and Rambo are pretty strictly, uh, you start at the bottom, move all the way to the top. Right. You're also saving people, too. Oh, yeah. How would, how would you compare the stage oh. design of the firemen to Zombies Ate My Neighbors? I'd say they've kind of got opposite goals, where firemen saving the people is pretty secondary. But it's just fighting the fires and getting out, whereas in Zombies Ate My Neighbors, well, Fireman also has kind of different sections to the stages instead of being one open area. In Zombies Ate My Neighbors, the goal is to save all the people and then leave, and you can avoid the enemies. So they're kind of versions of each other. That's interesting. What about you, Zanrio? Any games that you would compare it to that we haven't already mentioned? Not that myself, no, and nothing really comes to mind for me. Okay. And I guess that someone's played a lot of games like that. Uh, yeah. Next, Breathing Room is a valuable commodity in the Fireman. How is it that Fire keeps bumping elbows with you and... How do you maintain your personal space?
enemy set in Fireman is particularly interesting, despite not having any faces or anything like that. Yeah. In Sanrio, yeah. I was wondering, were there any particular kinds of fire that were good at trapping you? Really? Well, so I you're gone... saying you never got trapped? Well, I haven't gotten death toll in the game yet, so so far I haven't been trapped by a lot of okay. things. The only thing is, it's those um, cloud-like tires you have to duck underneath. Otherwise, I didn't have much of a problem with that. Oh, I haven't had so far. <laughs> so in the early game, there's not a lot that fires do to corner you, get around uh, behind you. Uh, okay. Adrian, were there any fires that were particularly good at trapping you? Actually, yeah. Uh, not in the earlier levels, but probably around to the latter ends of stage three onwards, where you have those four little fires that spawn at the edges of the screen and sort of spiral around you. Those were pretty good. And then the containers that came up from the bottom and would explode once it reached your level. Those were also pretty good. Those robots, little, I don't know, R2-D2 things that would sort of spin around on fire, some of them would actually deliberately home in on you. Those also look pretty good at um, trapping the player. And also anytime the fire just spawns behind you because... There are certain points, I think they're triggers, yeah, triggers is a good name for them, where you go to a certain section of the level, and fire will come up behind you from somewhere you've already been to, even though you probably cleared out everything there. So that's another way the game traps you, or tries to put pressure on you. So what was an interesting scenario in particular where you got trapped? It was a section I was about to come to, but there was one that I saw you play, where you were outside, there were craters, or not craters, the floor was crumbling, creating <laughs> pits. And, but while the floor was crumbling, there was also, you know, those fires, those fires that splinter out, smaller fires that like to move at you very oddly. I think that was, um, a pretty cool section where it would try, try to trap me. Playing it, I found I had the opposite experience where you would expect them to use the crumble-away floor to trap you by reducing the amount of space that you can use. But if you know what you're doing, you can go to the tracking fires into the holes, and then they just die off. So oh. really, it was a way for me to, like, uh... To counter It reduced them? the amount of danger that I had to face. Yeah, because you could trick them into the holes. Yeah. Fox, uh, are there any particular fires that... You felt surrounded you, trapped you? The fires that chase you, that spawn little floor fires, but you can only put them out with the low sprayer. They're kind of a bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a particular moment where they trapped you? I can't think of any particular moment. Just whenever I see them, I get a little bothered. Just hair stand up in the back of my neck. <laughs> I mean, their 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 sister enemy, the one you can put out with anything you can put out with just the the hose is a lot easier to handle because of the range you get. Yeah, the down spray is short, but it's a bit wide. Right. But it also makes you move the slowest. So even the long range one, you can move a little bit fat. You can move faster. My my main trick for using the down hose is just just tap it because that it yeah. fires out too, right? and you can it doesn't hurt your speed. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that until uh, Shouty recommended it to me, but it is surprisingly effective. Advanced techniques. I actually find that most of the times I get trapped or I feel like I'm surrounded with hazards is when like, it's not related to the fire, it's related to the stage itself, where either the ceiling's crumbling in or the light fixtures are falling on you. Oh god, or, light fixtures. Or the containers are exploding. I never feel that bothered by the fire, but more environmental hazards. See, I only watched Greg play the later levels, but did you find those light fixtures hard to judge where they were going to fall, or was it very clear? I'd get really far away from them, but I couldn't tell where they were going to fall exactly. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> if there's a shadow. There is a shadow once it starts falling. So uh, I just play like Fox and stay as far away as I can. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do for the exploding containers that come from the floor below you. Yeah. Just stay as far as away from them as you can. I think what the floor rolling enemies do well to trap you is that they spawn fire behind them, which reduces the amount of space that you can walk. And unlike the floor holes, that doesn't prevent fire from coming through. So if the rolling floor fire comes along, eats up a chunk of the hallway, and then another fire comes in from behind you, you know, you're between a rock and a hard place there. So that's a pretty yeah. effective way of trapping you, just by laying a whole bunch of floor fire all over the place. Mm-hmm. I also think it's worth noting that I feel like a lot of the traps are created because fire is pretty hardy in this game. What do you mean by that? Uh, this is such a relative statement, but it feels like each fire takes a long time to put out. And so I will just sit at a fire facing it, waiting for it to go out, and then something will spawn in from behind me. And I have okay. to decide, am I going to kill this fire before the fire behind me comes up? And you know, That is one thing that um, is a little weird, because not all fire douse at the same rate. For example, those one fires that I like to call surprise chasers, which the third boss uses a lot of. The ones that start out really dim, but when you get close to them, they all of a sudden get really huge and then just start moving right at you. Those, for whatever reason, take quite a while to douse, but not sure why. They don't flinch or anything. They keep moving at you. Yeah, they take a while to put out. Did anyone else have trouble with those? Especially in the boss? Yeah, they are. Most of the moving fires, I feel like, die pretty quickly, but those guys are hardy. Yeah. I think the robots slow a little bit down when you shoot them. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just the fire that doesn't really react it, whenever you're trying to douse it. The moving fires, I mean, they sort of keep moving at their at a regular pace. It's weird because Danny can make them flinch. Well, hey, Danny's yeah. <laughs> yeah, Danny's a he's what a real a, badass. The champ. He's so awesome that when he goes to rescue people, he picks them up, goes away, and then comes back in in like a matter of seconds. Like he gets to fucking work. I I bet he just goes to the closest window and throws them out. <laughs> he gets to work. Actually, they have a fire truck there, so I guess they could have a ladder, and just a guy comes up the ladder. No, they just have one of those big mattresses that they throw them on, and they <laughs> hopefully don't hit the ground. <laughs> Outside, there's a Game & Watch going on. Yeah. <laughs> one of those trampoline things. <laughs> Catch my baby. Oh, God. So, Fox, were there any fires that you thought were particularly easy to handle? Everything but the ones that chased you, really. <laughs> ah, those are the only ones that gave you trouble? Yeah. Like, all my hazards were... Well, robots count as a fire, I guess. 
Yeah, I guess really the question should be open to uh, were there any hazards that were easy to handle? But there were fire that holds still. Oh, I'm sorry. It's his yeah. question. No, you're fine. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, Zanriel, uh, I think you mentioned no fire gave you trouble so far, but uh, what was yeah. a particularly easy kind of fire? Well, I just saw a regular big one to just stood there and did nothing. Yeah, they're just kind of stationary, and the only hazard is don't walk into them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't be dumb. Adrian, uh, were there any fires that you wanted to talk about that were, or hazards that you wanted to talk about that were particularly simple? Uh, I guess maybe to throw in an oddball answer, a fire that I thought would give me, might have thought would give me more trouble, but really didn't, is the ones that, the ones that sort of move down a corridor. They don't necessarily chase you, but they sort of like zigzag towards you, or not down a corridor. Those are actually a lot easier to put out than you would, uh, and you would think they actually douse relatively quickly. And I think you can even use the down spray to take them out, too. So both sprays take them out and they're easy to hit because they move in a predictable way. They're not trying to chase you. And I don't think there are any moments or no, I think there are moments. Those are actually those are the spy fires that usually spawn behind wherever you just came. But they're the much simpler ones to deal with. The ones that are you can only take out with the down spray. Now, those are also a bit more of a pain, but they're not as hard as the um the chasers or those ones that spawn and sort of spiral around. Although you can also just duck under them, which you just showed me the other day. Oh yeah. When you shoot fire or, oops. When you shoot water at something <laughs> shoot fire as fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's the prequel, the guy with the flamethrower who comes through and um but no. When you shoot water at something, that's kind of a serious commitment. Because Pete will take time to turn around. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're committing to the right direction. Mm-hmm. So if you can duck to avoid something, that's super. Because ducking takes all of one frame. Yeah. I know I found that on my first playthrough about that um that little property where he sort of rotates. If if you're like facing down and you push up on the D-pad, he will rotate to face up. He doesn't instantly face up like in you know say the Legend of Zelda. So you can take advantage of being able to shoot uh, left or right and diagonal without having to move in those directions. Yeah, I think the main thing that distinguishes this from other overhead shooters for me is that typically overhead shooters are pretty low on uh, commit times where you just push a direction, you go in that direction, and guys die in one hit. And uh, mm-hmm. Instead, you have really laggy turnaround time, and you have fires that take, you know, a couple... Well, it feels like a couple seconds, but uh I'm sure that's my brain playing tricks on me, but still, it feels like it takes a while to kill fires, rather than one hit. Actually, I have... St- actually, uh, Fox and Zombies Ate My Neighbors, do you turn around instantly, or does it have that same uh, rotating property that <laughs> a fireman has? It's instant? Yeah. So yeah, that's something that makes this game uh kind of different. Also, do enemies in that game die in one hit? Some do, some don't. Do they flinch when they're shot? Uh, or they ha- or do they like pause a little bit? That's a good question. I don't I don't think so, but it's, it's possible. Okay, so yeah. That's another key difference. Also, for the firemen. Yeah, the game varies in like big open spaces like that rainy section where you have the floor crumbling or you're walking on the what are those called? The mesh grate floor? 
looks like a catwalk where those exploding, those containers like flying up and then exploding. Yeah, I guess you would just call it a catwalk. Yeah. Then actually, those aren't open. Those are also pretty cramped. So yeah. So Adrian, given everything we've said so far, what strategies do you use for keeping yourself open? For keeping myself open, uh, I use the strafe a lot, especially diagonal because diagonal covers the most space in 2D games like this. Okay, so by covering the most space, you can get at the most fire. Mm-hmm. Naturally, that's not always going to work, especially whenever you have uh, the corridors, but in areas where it's mo- more open, like that rainy section where the floor crumbles, locking the spray diagonally is would be super helpful. It, it makes it easy to keep things under control. All right. Fox, are there any particular strategies that you employ to keep yourself open? Like Adrian said, strafing and uh, mostly hiding behind Danny is really effective. <laughs> Thank you. He's actually really helpful as a shield, because if a fire hits him, he'll just put it out. Yeah. <laughs> what is Axe? Yeah, this is Axe. He doesn't mess around. <laughs> yeah, He's got so your I'm... back. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to kill this fire with my axe. <laughs> Man, I keep hearing something different, but I'm not gonna say it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Danny says to the fire, "Kiss my axe." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like that, and uh, trying to keep trying to keep the super hose as long as I can. Oh, yeah, I didn't even so, know about that. I don't have a good sense of how much stronger the super hose is. It, it seems like it's stronger or a lot faster to me, but. It, yeah, it seems like it's a lot more helpful than not being super. Just kind of dumb thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I find I find it more helpful than the uh, just regular spray. You know, the spray bottles that you have to sacrifice to get it. Oh yeah, I guess when you talk about Danny, one thing that comes in that comes to mind for me is uh, there's a particularly memorable section in stage six where you're on the roof and there are fires that chase you and they have a ton of health, so. A lot of times I will end up running away before I can get a chance to get a good aim at them. And then by the time I get to a safe spot, Danny will have already killed the fire. Yeah, he's already going at it with his ass. Uh, his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that room that I saw you play, that, lo- that looked pretty jerkish because, I mean, that fire, you just you just enter that room and it's already going at you from like off the screen. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, yeah, Danrio has a good point that the early game is kind of simple, and then it gets really hard by the end. So uh, there's a wider breadth of challenge than I care for, but whatever. What do you mean than you care for? I'm not against difficulty curves, but I think this one is too big, and uh, I don't think it's like I don't think uh, there are any particular difficulty spikes, but that the beginning of the game and the end of the game are so vastly incomparable in difficulty. Hmm. I might have to take you up on that and see how different it really is or how much of a difficulty curve it really is. Sure. I mean, if if there was some way to get at this objectively, put a number to it somehow, that'd be nice. You just have to look at it. <laughs> like, oh. like, just, just count what, what, uh, just count like the fires on the screen. How do I, how do you move? What's your margin for error? Things like that. How much health does fire have? Yeah, that's a little bit harder though because there's no visual 
for fire taking damage. Yeah, you don't get like a little HP bar. Yeah, and not only that, it's like the fire doesn't like dim either. It just poof, it's gone. Yep. And you see a little dead dying animation. There's no oh the fire is getting fainter and fainter and fainter and then it's out. It, it's like blowing out a candle. Poof, you're gone. It's like blowing out a candle. That's exactly what firefighting is. Just blowing candles. <laughs> so, Xandrio, was there anything in particular you had to do to keep yourself open in the in the early game? I went for the moving fire first. You went for the what fire first? Moving. Oh. I see. Whatever's going to be a risk of uh, invading your position, that takes priority. Yeah. You know, that's funny because um, in the stage three boss, you know, that robot that, like, dashes across the room wherever you're standing, I think the most effective strategy to deal with that thing is to take out the fires that aren't moving. Okay, but I haven't got to that stage yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, well. a, there's a pro strat for you there. <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, well, so well, obviously there's exceptions, stuff. If there's some power, some power coming like, towards me, then of course I'm going to pass off that first. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining me for this discussion on Firemen. But before we get going, Fox, have you ever played any other firefighting games? I actually think I played this once years ago, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh. Yeah. Deja vu. Yeah. Does, like, Heat Man count in in Mega Man? Uh, (laughs) maybe if you said Fireman, because then you would be fighting Fireman. Is there a a Fireman, or I thought it was just... That's Mega Man 1. I thought he was Heat Man. That's ah, Man no, two. that's Mega Man Two. <laughs> ruined Man joke. Yeah, Heat Man is the coffin slash lighter. Sanrio, have you ever played any other firefighting games? Stop using fighting type Pokemon calls. Oh, there's a Pokemon firefighting game? No. no. <laughs> no Pokemon that's higher type and fighting type. Is so that, it's like Blaziken. Is that? Yeah. Blaziken and Infernape. Okay. So you played with those a little? Yeah. <laughs> I wish you said yes, because it's like a Squirtle Squad firefighting game sounds awesome. Yes. <laughs> Especially that one with the fucking sunglasses. I want to oh, be that yes. one. That, yeah, that would be Danny. <laughs> That's Danny, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Adrian, have you played any other firefighting games? In fact, I have. When I was a little Adrian Jr., I would play... <laughs> shut up. I would play Brave Firefighters at Chuck E. Cheese's. Oh, is that one of those, uh, like, arcade shooters, first-person yeah. type dealies? Yeah, and it had the it had the big fire hose to go with it. With, you know, it didn't actually shoot water, but it really felt like you were playing with a fireman's fire hose. And yeah, it was a cool game, although I don't remember it too well. Yeah, I've seen only, those cabinets, but never uh, played them. Yeah, I have no idea how much those cabinets cost. What about you, Greg? Have you played uh, any other firefighting games? Trying to remember. There might be... I may have played Burning Rangers. You may. May have. That may have been you had a game Sega that Saturn was, uh, growing up? I, 
I <laughs> confession time. Um, I may have acquired a Sega Saturn in 2003 for the sole purpose of playing Burning Rangers. <laughs> what? Not for Nights into Dreams? I mean, Nights into Dreams is really good, and uh, I think Saturn Bomberman was the first game that I really got into on my Saturn, and uh, I I still think it's the best Bomberman. But for 16 players. Oh yeah. I've, um, another confession: I've never really cared for Bomberman multiplayer. <laughs> but the campaign in Saturn Bomberman is really good. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, Burning Rangers is a really excellent uh, 3D platformer exploration type thing. Uh, I think I gushed about it some in my Sonic Adventure LP. How it uh, has a more subtle use of exploration than I was expecting from a 32-bit game. Bomberman, more like arsonist man. Yeah. I mean, he kind of is. Uh, I I wish Soup was here so he could say uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing 2 with the Burning Rangers level. But he's Would he gush about it? I don't know if he would gush about it, but he would at least say it. That's my headcanon anyway. Um, uh, Adrian, any final words? Uh, Fireman. I want to play the PS2 one because that one actually has two player. This one really looks like it has two player, but it doesn't. Kind of sucks. But, oh well, at least they have a sequel that does. And I think it's the last one they ever made. So, I want to play that one. Wario Fan linked me to a wonderful blog post the other day where Monkey Paw said they had released uh, the Fireman 2 on PSN. Holy shit. What a coincidence. <laughs> Adrian sounds stunned. <laughs> no, I mean, no, really, the coincidence. We start playing this game around the same time. This random game that probably no one's ever heard of gets a re-release. Or, I'm sorry, not a re-release. Is it a re-release? No. Yeah, a, I mean, a port if you count Virtual PSN. Console is re-release. Yeah. You'd think it'd be one of those games that'd be lost to history, like... I don't know. That's kind of what Monkey Paw does. They do those kind of games. Huh. Well, good for them. Maybe they should do something about the Terranigma. I, uh, they do PlayStation games. Oh. Well, they better fix that. <laughs> There's that one, like, quintet-esque game on PlayStation. Oh, Grand Stream Saga. They could put uh, Grand Stream Saga out. I don't know if that's on PSN yet. Is it good? Uh, Hardcore Gaming 101 likes it. Uh, take that as you may, or as you will. Yes. How reliable is hardcore gaming? Uh, I, I have two of their books. Oh! Bad books? Yeah, so well. are those books just reprints of the online articles, or are those like specific content written for the books? I think it's specific content. They're pretty, they're pretty meaty. Oh, nice. They, they are a lot like mead. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sanria, I think we missed you earlier. Uh, do you have uh, any final words? Um, laser. Lasers? Yes. Alright. That's certainly something missing from... Wait. It That's one word. missing from Fireman. <laughs> the, the stage three boss. Well, he doesn't really shoot a laser. It's a it's a beam of light. Okay. 
It's Danny sharing his telekinesis. <laughs> Fox, any final words? I wanted to bring up how this game is really structured like it was meant to be an arcade game. It is. What makes you think that? Well, you mentioned the huge jump in difficulty, which is kind of a mainstay of arcade games. I also didn't really recognize when levels changed at first, just because they were hopping up floors, and I didn't... I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention, but it doesn't seem like a typical level structure to me. No, you gotta you gotta key in on uh like after you kill a boss, it counts your score, and it doesn't say like round three begin. It just changes the music. Yeah, that part Honestly, of it made me think of like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, and Resident Evil Four. I mean, it would say something like stage three clear, and then it does the score tally. It just won't say stage five begin or stage four begin. Can't count. It's weird that, like, uh, you know, just taking out that stage begin thing makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. I also thought the story was pretty neat and linked stages together pretty well. Yeah, gave you some context for why you were going in the rooms in the order that you were. They actually tried to make it like a like an actual building too, even to the point of making fun of the architect for sucking at his job. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a subplot. There's a, <laughs> there's a character arc there. Yeah. You don't get to see the other firefighters, though. You don't get to play as them, either. Yeah, Winona like, just kind of gives you directions, and uh, I don't know what the other two guys do. Yeah. Like, I kind of thought this game would do the whole, oh, you beat the game, you unlock a character, and then you get to play as Danny, or you get to play a separate campaign where you play as the other firefighting team that was going around at the same time you were. Because they are, like, in that building as you're going around, but... You just never see them, and you don't ever get a chance to play as them. Playing as Danny seems like a really good ROM hack. Yeah. Let's do it. And then you gotta keep Pete alive. Yeah. Um, Pete looks like Mario. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fire Mario is very different. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh! (laughs) Fire Mario caused this mess. Yeah. It's his fault for ruining Christmas. So that nice piece. Water, Mario? Oh. Well, there's Dice Mario. Yeah. Can you use that to put up fire? Just combine fire and Ice Mario and you have Water Mario. Yeah. 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 Uh, Shadow Mario looks like he's made of water. Even though he's supposed to be a shadow. Whatever. I think that's because he debuts in uh, Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Mario has Flood. Oh, there you go. Hang on, there's kind of a sort of already a Mario fire. Well, not firefighting, but I guess there's like fire goop in the uh in the change. Yeah, level. yeah. Mario just fights sludge. <laughs> a he's pollution fighting. He's a sludge man. Yep. So he's time dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, thank you again for uh, joining us. Au revoir. All music in this podcast is from The Fireman. I'll leave you with this final thought. In The Fireman, you can sit in place for a while, just wearing down the health of one fire. Normally, this kind of static space 
can make games boring by having the player repeat an action to no effect. However, in The Fireman, static space creates tension because the conditions around you can be dynamic. You might have fire approaching you from behind, or at the very least, you've got a timer ticking down all the while. What games make good use of this technique, and what games make bad use of it? If you have any comments or questions, please email vgcommune at gmail.com. everything for enemies. Oh, um, Adrian has not seen Doctor Who, so he didn't get this, but, uh, I always think of the tall robots as Daleks. Does that, does anyone else suffer from that condition? <laughs> not, not Is Greg the only one here who's seen Doctor Who? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. He might be. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, Greg, you're the only one who's seen Doctor Who. Nobody's oh. going to get that well, reference. <laughs> well, I, I know the reference, but I don't watch the show, but I've just lost a lot of the input from my Tumblr dashboard, so... Yeah, yeah the internet freaking loves Doctor Who. Yeah, sure. but I... But I just I don't watch, And I, my brothers are huge fans of it, too, but I don't watch it myself, so... Yeah. I think Adrian said he saw R2-D2 as well, right? I don't know. Maybe if R2-D2 lost some weight. (laughs) 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 We'll have to send that over to uh, Skywalker Ranch.